Welcome to week eight in privacy and in the age of big data. So this week, we're going to talk about a problem that is prevalent online, and that's the issues of racism and sexism in online environments. So this doesn't directly, directly relate to privacy, but it is a related issue. If you are a person who is targeted by those online, then certainly giving up your privacy, uh, your private details about where you live, things like that, can certainly add to the danger of your existence. And also for various reasons, there are fo folks that do not want aspects of themselves that others could find objectionable to be made public. So, so we have lots of issues to deal with here. So let's go back to the early days of the internet. I remember a cartoon that went around was on the internet, nobody knows that you're a dog. And it was a cartoon of a dog. And there certainly is a case to be made <clears throat> that on the internet, especially when it was text-based, that we could be free to express our ideas and nobody would necessarily have any baggage about what we look like, you know, what race we were, what gender we were, and all those things. But that brings up a troubling aspect, first off, in that no one should have to hide who they are. So that could be an issue. Um, and the other issue is it wasn't long before there, there were ways for people to know. There were ways by your name um, to tell either your gender or your, your nationality or your race to some degree. Um, and then once we went to a lot more uh, photos online, then a photo could certainly tell, tell, I'll tell a lot of information about people. Um, in addition to when, when voice became a thing on, uh, on games where you can chat with, with your teammates, uh, certainly there's, there's no hiding uh, your gender for the most part and, and potentially not hiding your race either. So, you know, things, things got more complicated from there. Uh, one thing in, in, in the Twitter world, which is still mostly text-based, there were neo-Nazis who wanted to identify other Twitter users who were Jewish. And sometimes the people would make it clear they were Jewish. Sometimes they would find it out in some way. And they would put a triple uh, parentheses around the person's name when they were referring to them. Um, it, this got out and a lot of uh, Jewish folks and, and, and people who wanted to be supportive of Jewish folks started putting that around their name too, to kind of, uh, to signify on that particular nomenclature. Okay. So sometimes things backfire for the, for the white supremacist. Okay. Or, or any kind of supremacist, any kind of hate is bad. Okay. So we like to think, and, and we've, I think we found out now that it's not the case that the internet is anonymous and anonymous brings up a lot of both good and bad things. Okay. So the thing we've, we've hit on in this class before, is that if we knew who the criminals were, we could restrict their access and that would be fine. But if it were possible, but of course we can't do that. If it were possible to have true anonymity online, which it's not currently, but if it were, that opens up its own can of worms. That would mean criminals. That would mean people, you know, when, when I used to teach this class as, as a live class, we would have the, well, somebody wants to do this, sounds really great to protect your privacy, what's the problem? And the problem would always be child pornography. Okay. And that's, that's not to belittle that it's, it's a real issue. So if you give people total anonymity, then you get um, where people could send their, you know, illegal pornographic images to everybody with no fear of being traced back. So that's a real concern that we have to worry about other criminals as well. It's not just child pornography. People could actively deal in drugs. They could, they could do all kinds of things. Um, and it would be impossible to tie it back to them. Okay.
kind of the irony of that is that a lot of the problems that we have online with hate speech is that people feel anonymous online. So I think there are several factors that we can talk about. I've posted some articles this week that I want you to look through. I think there are three articles uh, that look at um, just some of those, those general issues. But I think this, this idea that no one knows who I am online uh, can be very empowering for the wrong reasons to people who want to spread hate. There are people who will say things on an online forum or email somebody or, or tweet something to somebody or about somebody they would never say in person. And the reason they wouldn't say in person could be the fear of getting punched in the nose. It could be the fear of you know political or some other potential repercussions in their jobs. Um, you know, it could be the, the fear of people thinking less of them in their community. You know, lots of things. But I think human nature, we, we probably all know this intuitively, human nature is not good. I mean, look, look at the scenarios of the invisible man. What if you were invisible? What if you, you know, what, what would you do? There's a movie out, The Invisible Man. I assume it's not good. I haven't always seen the trailer. Um, if you were invisible, what would you do? We would not be doing good deeds primarily. We said most people, I think, would fall into that. We would be doing very nefarious things. Okay. And there's still the sense among some that the internet is that way, that we can behave in any way we want, you know, and either, oh, it's just the internet, it's not real, it can't hurt anybody, which is a fallacy, or they, no one can really find out who I am, which is also a fallacy. So there have been cases where people have been found out uh, to have engaged in either racist or sexist behavior online. Um, hate speech is not protected speech. There's not a First, Man, a First Amendment here uh, issue here. You don't have the right to to engage in speech that is threatening to somebody else. Uh, never have and, and never will. So so we don't have that issue. But uh, so you can be fired for that, you know, and and you can also be fired. The First Amendment gets sticky. And I may lose some of you here, but if so, that's okay. You can, you can send me an email about it if, if you want to talk about it more or put it in the question and answer general for the class. But, you know, I, I think that the idea that we always have 100% free speech is erroneous. If you work for an employer and you're representing that employer, so you're at your job, you don't have the right to call your boss names or to say your product's really awful and not expect to be fired for it. They can't jail you for it. That would be a problem. But but you can't just say what you want wherever you want. And I think there's there's a creeping sense that that is how the First Amendment works, and it just doesn't. In the same way in a classroom, if we were in a traditional classroom, as, as the instructor, I would have the right to limit what folks can say if they're either monopolizing the class, or if it's during a quiz or during an exam, or if it's way off topic, or if it's hate speech, you know, uh, professors have always had that right. High school teachers have that right. All teachers have that right. Okay. So we need to get that out of our heads. That would go a long way, but people think they have a first amendment right to say whatever they want online and there's no repercussions, but there are repercussions in many cases. So, you know, we, we have a lot to unpack here um, and, and a lot of things to, to worry about. Okay. So, some of the examples that I've given and where this is coming up in, in the popular media, um, apparently women in online games, it's been a real issue. I don't play online games, so I don't know how this works, but um, there are people who have done some research. One of the articles that I posted is from Psychology Today talking about that particular issue. So where uh, women are treated poorly uh, because 
because they're a woman. And in, in, in the voice chats for these these teams, it becomes clear that you're a woman. There's also been some problems in gaming. Uh, apparently, there's a lot of trash talk in gaming, a lot of trash talk in sports. I know when I played sports, that was a thing. But the question is, when does it cross the line and become racist or become sexist? So you really have to watch those things. Okay. So it is a brave new world we're living in. We haven't said this directly in this class, but it's still true that the laws in most countries, this country is no exception, have not really caught up to the internet. Uh, things like intellectual property rights, things like free speech rights, all these things really have a different uh, a different nature when you're talking about a distributed online thing. Just like we were talking about before, public information. Well, yeah, you should be able to look and see if someone's been in jail or not, or you know what someone's house cost. But when you make it so easy to do that in mass numbers, you, you've made a change that you have to think about. So the laws may have to reflect that. So, you know, these issues certainly are, are, are no different. Uh, there are people who would never, you know, call someone a name in person, but certainly will do it online. So, so the assignment this week, it's a little bit longer assignment, but hey, it's got spring, we've got spring break next week, so you got more time. Uh, basically, I want you to read those three articles, and this time we're going to do a one to three page paper. So I would tend more toward the, at least two pages to get this covered. And I'm giving you some flexibility here as to the topic. Pick something that relates to some aspect of race or uh, sexism, race or gender online. Okay. And, and you really can do what you want there, but be careful when you pick your sources. Um, I don't want, there, there's a problem online called the echo chamber where people look for sources that agree with what their position is. And you can always find it. And that's one of the other problems with the internet. If you think that cats are imaginary, they're not a real thing. I'm guessing there are other people in this world who think that cats are imaginary and you can find people online that will agree with that. Okay. So it's a problem. So I don't want your sources to be all one-sided. I want you to find sources from whatever your position is. You know, you want to say, this is good. This is bad. This is whatever. Um, gaming should have more control. Gaming should have no control. Uh, people should be held accountable for what they post. People shouldn't be, you know, whatever, whatever you're going to say. I want you to make sure you're finding sources that come from both perspectives. I also want you to find sources that are not personal blogs or personal rants or, or super politicized sources, either left or right. Okay, so let's let's stick to the middle. Let's look for some academic sources for these things. Let's look for people who've done studies who are trying to take a balanced approach. Okay. Um, I've sent out in the email this week that, that I'm going to quit grading assignments where you don't comment on somebody else's topic. And the reason for that is that I want this to be as much like an in-person class as possible, which means I want there to be some back and forth. And I, I some of you in the comments have, have made some, some, some good, some good points, some found some common ground with other, with other classmates. All that's only possible because you take the time to do the comments. So from here on out, if you don't comment, then I'm just not going to grade you. You're going to get a zero for the assignment. You know, and, and that's, I've been trying to take off more points as we go along to encourage you, but some of you still aren't doing it. Okay. Keep in mind, if you haven't figured it out yet, that when you first go to this discussion board, you won't see any other posts until you yourself post. Okay. And if you're the first one to post, of course, there's nothing to comment on. You'll have to come back to do that. Okay. But it's important to keep that going. But on this topic in particular, avoid, because everybody's going to read your paper, not just me, avoid politicizing or 
taking extreme positions. Um, there's, there's a way, even if you have an extreme position, there is a academic or an academic way to approach that topic that's fact-based and, and cognizant of other people uh, that may be reading it. You know, and you can certainly do that. So I don't want to see uh, super negative name-calling, badly sourced screes uh, as your paper. At the same time, if you're going to disagree with your classmate, do so in a respectful manner. Do so factually, not emotionally. And that's kind of where we're headed. Okay. So you'll have a couple of weeks for this one. And again, this video is going out Wednesday. I'm going out of town Thursday. But the remember that the, um, you're probably too late once you hear this, but the uh, paper proposals are due uh, tomorrow, which is Thursday at noon. Okay. So this, the assignment for this week will be due. I think it's the 26th. It's two Thursdays uh, from now. So uh, not tomorrow, not a week from tomorrow, but two weeks from tomorrow after spring break. Okay. So that's it for now. Um, there may be some more comments. Um, this is a topic that I, I may be more active on the discussion boards, depending on, on what gets said to, uh, to try to steer us, steer the discussion in positive directions if it goes otherwise. Okay. So I hope you all have a good spring break. If you're going somewhere, be careful of the coronavirus that's apparently uh, creeping around everywhere. Um, but if not, we will. So again, next week, no, no, nothing's due next week. There'll be no um, podcast next week. We'll start things again the next week. Okay.